schöner. Every tune, every tune, every tune 
FBR Radio, 94.5 FM. Such a pleasure to be with you. Hope you're having a good one. Got to be with you until 1pm. And uh, hang on, guys. What the hell is that? Yeah, for the first time on radio, the real... (laughs) The real story behind the banana, the real story behind the banana in the hammock above the Woolies in Warwickville. What's it doing there? That's coming up very soon on this show, RML, with Bernie, Sophie, and myself, Robbie. Mm, Welcome. And there's a lot coming up. We'll just uh, be briefing you quickly on that now. This man really knows how to deal with kids playing on his driveway. This man kept getting notified that a kid was playing on his driveway on a bike, so he decided to do something about it. Using chalk, he drew a racetrack for the child to draw uh, for the child to ride on. At first, he was a little confused, but then he followed the track multiple times. Yeah, here's mm. a clip. I was able to get like a nice little course. Also, taking some of Keith's advice, I used up more of the driveway. We have the back straight, assuming that the three-year-old can read, and slow, and then we turn. And then eyes up, because you know he's not looking. And down. Another little rumble. And then for the win. Ching, ching. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, yeah. I don't know who's having more fun with this, him or me. So every day the boy came back for two weeks and raced on the track. Hmm. Also coming up an RML, a tribute to the guitar. The instrument behind all the best songs in the world. We're celebrating the guitar today. And the Queen has died. Her hair. Oh, a festive (laughs) colour to celebrate her birthday. Maniac. It's the new single following up up to American duo Niles Barkley's hit Crazy. Pitchfork has described it as brooding, daring, sonically violent, and a fitting return to form for the musical duo. We're going to jump into that follow-up single from the duo later on in the show. Reason to stay tuned. And... For my people in the front, in the nosebleed section. section. That's it. Get hyped. Because we've got a hoodies AMA. Get your questions in now on the text line. 0409 mm. 945 945. Hoodies AMA. They're answering everything. They're answering. Everything's on the table. <laughs> Get your questions in. 0409 945 945. Also, soft center. You've probably heard about it. People have been really excited, but it's not quite for everyone. This weekend past, Mitch had his first soft center experience. Coming up. More and more, younger and younger Australians are going under the knife and under general anaesthetic to get the perfect lips, the perfect hips, and that all-elusive, endless, youthful appearance. But at what cost or risk? What are the secret dangers of going under the knife? And are these lunchtime lip fillers and injectables 
all they've cracked up to be? Hi, I'm Kath Bromley. Join me as I explore the dark and twisted underbelly of the primed and preemed appearances behind every sparkling Instagram smile. Ladies, we need to lipo. Coming June 12th on the ABC Listen app. And we welcome you. My name is Robbie Armfield. With me is Sophie Gordon. Hey. Bernie Bolgi. Yo. And Mitchell Jacey, I believe he's safe and well, holding down the home fort. And uh, guess what, actually, in regards to him, it's experimental. And it's not for everyone. But co-host Mitch, as I just mentioned, he's been on a rampage trying new things. We'll be talking about this a lot on the show. Mm. You might actually remember Mitch trying shrooms or psilocybin for the first Mm. time, LSD and MDMA as well. All illegal drugs, completely of his own volition. And his trying of them actually is not representative of the views or pursuits of anybody at FBI Radio. It's pretty cool. Coming up, get this. We're actually going to be chatting to the man himself about his soft center experience over the weekend. So, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Anytime fitness, it's a gym, but it's also an MO. It's a very bold claim by a business that wants you to be able to pick up the iron at any hour of the day. This brazen policy is not often an issue for the business who collects gym membership fees from those people seeking the flexibility that they offer. Every now and then, someone tries to sue Anytime Fitness against the fundamental proposition encapsulated in their name, and 99 times out of 100, that plaintiff goes home empty-handed. But once in a blue moon, the Anytime in Anytime Fitness becomes the Achilles heel and the case goes the way of the gym junkie. Mm. Here are five times that gym goers have successfully sued Anytime Fitness. And one... And one. And one. Five times, Jim Goers has successfully sued Anytime Fitness and won. Case number one here, Miles Findlay versus Anytime Fitness. This was in 2001. <laughs> you wouldn't think somebody, something as simple as a faulty door would lead to tens of thousands of dollars in compensation paid out. But, get this, this is exactly what happened to Joel Fogarty when he successfully sued Anytime Fitness for a faulty door at the Fig Tree location in Wollongong. During, during forensic testing in the trial for Miles, experts identified that though the door could be opened to 40 centimetres wide in its faulty state, considerable damage could have been done to Miles had he attempted to enter the establishment through the narrow opening. I should say, Rob, uh, Ma- this guy, Miles Findlay, also at the time in 2001, he's changed his name since, so he also used to go under the name Joel Fogarty. So. Oh, right, right, right. That, That's I, was, why was I was confused of, about that. Yeah, so some, some notes in the case that say Joel Fogarty, some say Miles Findlay. He's now known as uh, Miles Findlay. Absolutely. So, Miles' depth of bust, as measured by anthropometry specialists, clocked in at 45 centimetres and was deemed incapable of squeezing through the door without considerable pectoral damage. Miles actually won an astonishing 35,000 Australian dollars due to what is now known as potential loss of dormant income, as Miles argued that he had injured himself, that had he injured himself, he may have had less views on his professional bodybuilding social media Mm. accounts that were not yet public, but were intended to be so very soon. Mm. So Miles Findlay ends up with a big cash settlement there, 35 
and a few zeros after that. Yeah, that's, that's kind the of first a... time that Anytime Fitness has ever been sued, and it wasn't the last. <laughs> that's right, Bernie. Next one up here, back in 2003, Cafe Chase v Anytime Fitness. Of <laughs> guys, some people truly have no moral compass. Cave Chase was a regular at Anytime Fitness Darlington throughout the period of personal trainer <laughs> shortages in the early 2000s. Personal trainers and gym workers had finally had enough of the ridiculous expectations of them and the severe misuse of gym equipment. So finally went on strike on March 19, 2003, all around Australia. There'd been signs up in every Anytime Fitness gym around Australia for months detailing the horrid conditions of personal trainers and gym staff and notifying customers of the upcoming national gym closure date for the sake of the strike. So Cave Chase, acutely aware of the upcoming date, elected to attend Anytime Fitness on the day of the strike, passing directly through the gathered strike mob that were right outside to the door of the gym. Then, upon noting that his keycard didn't even allow him access, he promptly called his lawyer, filed a lawsuit against Anytime Fitness straight away. Yeah. So Cave gained sympathy from the judge due to having been beaten quite badly outside the gym by the strike mob of gym staff and bodybuilders alike after they had overheard the brazen phone call with his lawyer outside the gym on the day of the strike. So Cave successfully sued Anytime Fitness and won a handsome payout of $2,000 for being denied entry on the day but had to foot his own medical bills, though. Jeez. Wow. You know, it happens a lot. People sue this business, but not often do they win. These are extraordinary cases here. The top five times, in fact, that gym goers have sued Anytime Fitness and actually won. This case here, Bernie, it's Ruby Hampton versus mm. Anytime Fitness from 2006. Now, this is, is something that you'd see at a lot of ledgers, at top of uh, people who study law. Uh, they'll have this uh, as a little headline title on a lecture slide, maybe. Ruby Hampton versus Anytime Fitness really changed the game. 2006, this is where things get a little weird. A primary school teacher, Ruby Hampton, sued Anytime Fitness on the basis of not being able to attend the gym at a particular time. <laughs> That time you ask was Sunday the 4th of October at 2.30am. Now get this, 30 minutes after daylight savings had begun. So you know how it works, it jumps forward 2 to 3. So when the jury found out, when the jury found out about the case, rumour has it they all just burst out laughing. But Hampton wasn't fucking around. After two weeks on the case, meandering and feeling like it didn't have the legs, Hampton went on the aggressive, adopting a scorched earth tactic to the case. Anytime Fitness put up a big and expensive defense and Hampton fought tooth and nail for every, ni- every inch. In the end, the jury handed Ruby the case after a rousing final speech that had them on their feet applauding. Holy moly. So that was 2006. That was 2006. And the payout for that is private. But a lot of legal experts, a lot of legal heads say that it's at least six figures on that one, which really, really really changed. It really, Sophie, it changed Anytime Fitness. You're telling me like law students are studying this case. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that's Ruby Hampton versus Anytime Fitness. That was a big one. That's a huge one, Bernie. Got a text right now on 0409 945 945 from Anon saying, don't forget Amy Courtney versus Anytime Fitness (laughs) Wentworthville in 2013. Now, I'm sure we're all aware of that one, but we are going to touch base on that very, very soon. Mm. Right here on RML. From the pages of glossy magazines to that perfect Instagram smile, the $8 billion beauty industry is left unsated and baying for more blood. 
Hi, I'm Kath Bromley. Join me as I explore the dark and twisted underbelly of the primped and preemed appearances behind every sparkling Instagram smile. Ladies, we need to lipo. Coming June 12th on the ABC Listen app. Someone, Gillian Welch, Time the Revelator is the album. Give it a go. RML right now, FBR Radio. My name's Robbie. With me is Bernie and Sophie. Correct. Yeah. Gym junkies. They're big, they're fast, and they're extremely litigious. Right here on RML, we're counting down the top five anytime fitness lawsuits in which the gym goer actually won. Now it's time for Miles Findlay versus Anytime Fitness number two. Now this one was in 2009. The first one we detailed earlier, 2001. Yeah. So eight years interim here, what has happened? This is where Anytime Fitness started to get a bit frustrated at these increasingly frequent court cases over their name and promise. Anytime Fitness, right? Anytime. At any time you can go to the gym. Especially since Miles Finlay was a repeat offender on that front. One in 2001 for the now famous Faulty Door case. We talked about that. You might remember the basis of Finlay's second lawsuit was that he could not go to the gym because he was needed in court. In fact, it was the last court case which he won against Anytime Fitness. The animosity between the gym and their lawyers and Finlay's team was ratcheted up to unimaginable levels during this eight-month-long slog of a case. Dirty tactics were employed <laughs> by both sides in what witnesses called an all-out war. When Finlay's dog was found gutted on his doorstep... <laughs> He pointed the finger. <laughs> he pointed the finger at the anytime fitness lawyers, blaming them for hiring thugs, <laughs> quote unquote thugs, <laughs> who had been quote unquote harassing him for weeks. These thugs were also blamed for pepper spraying, <laughs> pepper spraying Finlay's kids. Jeez. This is all alleged. Yeah, it's so intense. It's a dirty case. 2009. So, in fact, the judge at one point had to be sat behind a perspex <laughs> shield for fear, <laughs> for fear of projectiles being hurled at them. Rumour has it they also frequently slipped on a bulletproof vest and wore it to and from the law courts as well. Jeez, wow. this, is, this sounds like a very aggressive case. Like, both sides just fighting for their lives for this one. I think it was personal as well, seeing Findlay double dip like this. It seemed personal. You mm. wouldn't be going too far when you would describe it as an all-out war. So, yeah. as you might have guessed it being, you know, enclosed in this list, Finlay won, right? And when he did, the compensation was astronomical. With any time fitness out of pocket in the millions, they rushed to close this loophole as well, and many others that have stung them in the past. This leads us to our next and final example of the five times people have successfully sued Anytime Fitness. And one. 
and one. Theo Simmons v Anytime Fitness. 2019, this case was. So, after a quiet 10 years in regards to legal action against Anytime Fitness. And business is strong once again. Anytime Fitness were absolutely blindsided <laughs> by an admittedly genius case put forward by philosopher and gym goer Theo Simmons in March of 2019. Simmons, who is a professor at Sydney Uni specialising in space time physics, sued the gym for not being able to attend the gym in the thousands of years before he was born. Those close to Simmons say he was always too smart for his own good, and when this case was launched, people all but abandoned him. His marriage went down the toilet, his kids moved into state to far north Queensland, far, far away from his rainy home in Collingwood, Melbourne. Theo Simmons was immortalised in a gotcha track titled Everywhere All, the, all of the Time that sings praise of his intellect, having attempted to sue Anytime Fitness on several occasions himself and lost Wally, the lead singer, of the band was happy to see justice finally served. Everywhere, all of the time. I haven't heard that one. But a, yeah, it's, it's a bit, great bit of trivia. I know. Mm. No, That's not many people connected. have. Mm. Did you or someone you love ever affected by any time's open hours policy? Let us know, is this interesting to us? 0409 945 945 or call 903 06 945. Lunchtime lip fillers and Botox over brunch. Younger and younger Australians are more and more going under the knife and under general anaesthesia for a taste of fleeting youth. And how has Zoom played a role in all of this? The harsh realities and brutal truths of the beauty industry exposed. Hi, I'm Kath Bromley. Join me as I explore the dark and twisted underbelly of the primped and preemed appearances. Ladies, we need to lipo. Coming June 12th on the ABC Listen app. Don't these city lights light these streets of light? Don't these crazy nights bring us together? Any rainy day, you can dance your blues away. Don't these city lights? Us together. City Lights, Lou Reed, The Bells, RML, FBI, Robbie, Sophie, Bernie. We're here. LSD, 2CB, MDMA. Co host Mitch has been trying new things and getting experimental recently. On the weekend, actually, he continued to explore outside his comfort zone. Mitch's soft centre experience is coming up very soon, right here on RML, so do stick around for that one. So I was driving over the weekend from the CBD to Roselle, had to go over this bridge. It really got me to thinking. You know the Anzac Bridge, right? Where's that one, sorry? Yeah, Roselle. Mm. Roselle. Piemont. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've been on that before. I didn't know it was called the Anzac Bridge. It's not the Harbour Bridge. Okay. It's not the Ride Bridge. It's the Anzac Bridge. And people like to drive over it. I certainly do. And it got me thinking, because I was listening to songs at the time, what is the best song to play over the Anzac Bridge? There's something about driving over a bridge. It's just really cinematic. Especially when you've got the right song with you. The wind, the waves, 
the wind in your hair. The views. The views across the whole city. The Anzac Bridge. One of the most picturesque bridges in Sydney. When you've got the right song, driving over a bridge can be really fun. fun. There's just something about driving over a bridge. One song can make all the difference. What's the best song to play on Anzac Bridge? Text us. Sydney Siders! We need your help. You know the Anzac Bridge. So do we. But what's the best song to be driving over it on? Over it on. And in songs, whatever you're 94.5 FM. Text in. Text in. I actually don't know. I'm not know either. I mean, is it orchestral music? Is it yacht rock? Is it trap and rap? What do you think, so? I'm, I'm being drawn towards the police. You know, the band of Sting. Oh, Ma- I maybe. thought you meant like the actual police <laughs> no. for a second. Maybe that was like a subconscious thing because the police are always on the yeah. bridge. Yeah, oh, they're but, always um, pulling me up there. Yeah, yeah, maybe message in a bottle. Or oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Just air drumming in the car. That's the thing, though. You've only got about, let's say, 40 seconds of prime time bridge action. That's right. Depending then. on traffic before, you know, you're kaput, you're in, back in the city or out in Roselle. So. What about I, you guys? You well, guys? I've heard so many people say so many different things about this. It's a really hot topic at the moment, the Anzac Bridge songs you want to play over it. Especially if you're an Uber, going to the clubs or whatever. Uber. The Ubers always have their own ideas. They're like, nah, Anzac Bridge, I'm playing this yeah, one. This. Uh, they yes, always change the channel. Yes. Yeah. I've heard a lot of delivery of Rodrigo. I've heard a lot of BTS. Um, and I've, I've seen delivery drivers as well on the bridge. Really? Yeah, driving, music. Le- cranked? Yeah, yeah. It's such a nice I'm, time to play music on I know, the bridge. I know. Anzac Bridge. <laughs> so good. I want to hear from you, though. Hey? 0409 945 945. What kind of music or songs do you like to play when you're driving over the Anzac Bridge? Be it at Deliveroo, be it in the Uber, be it driving yourself. Let us know. Be back after this one. Battle Stations, Wolfgang Gardner. Maybe this one's good over the bridge. Let us know. Yeah, 0409 945 945. stations Wolfgang Gartner kill the noise kind of love that one driving over the Anzac Bridge it's what we're talking about right now on FBI Radio 94.5 if you're listening online back on the podcast hi my name's Robbie with me is Sophie hey and actually Bernie as well you now Anzac Bridge Roselle, Piermont, wherever it is, we love driving over it. We love hearing that music. We've you've been getting in touch on the text line 0409-945-945. You love hearing different things over the bridge, and we love to hear from you. Batuta Advocate here has got in touch saying they like to hear the last post trap remix. Oh, over the bridge. Over the bridge. Is that a thing? Apparently. Let's this one. Is there a trap remix? It's just sped up. Is that the one they're talking about? I think so, yeah. I can see I can see it. I can picture it. it uh, not for me, though. I think... Yeah. Not for Bernie. That'd be too distracting driving over the bridge yeah. for me. 
Another texter, Rob, has gotten in touch. Not you, Rob. I think someone else. Uh, Vera, take me to the bridge. Yeah, right. I don't know if I know that, that one. That one goes, take me to the bridge, take me to the sweet, sweet bridge. That's okay. how it goes, yeah. Kid yeah. Leroy as well. Dexy okay. and Waddle Hill. Dexy and Waddle Hill loves this one. That's over good. The bridge, yeah. All right, let's get the idea, just imagine. Yes. It's got huge Super Mario Galaxy Highway Energy. Yeah. I don't know if that's a game, but I love the sound of it. <laughs> I don't know. Will wants 100% drive by Shannon Noll. That's good as well. That's what you're doing over the Anzac Bridge when you're playing music. You're driving. You can't walk over it, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> or about um, yeah. Black Betty. Yeah, Black Betty. Wham -lam. Let's see it. <laughs> That's from Peter. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's got the music video to go with it, right? Driving down the highway in that Black Betty. <laughs> Car. Thanks, Peter, for getting in touch. Anything dire straight, so says Kim in Balmain. Nice one. That would work. <laughs> Live version of something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that could be good. Uh, first time texter also got in touch. Les Murray <laughs> described the Anzac Bridge as a giant hop, so try Florence and the Machine's Cosmic Love. Oh, yeah. That would work. Imagine actually. someone playing the Isaac Bridge like a harp. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Giant Florence. A lot of live energy on these ones. A lot yeah. of live cuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dale got in touch saying he wants Porter's Head Roads when on a bridge. I have to listen to this when bridging. It's a serious thing. If I don't, I can't cross said bridge. Very mm. interesting. It's a cool one. Live version. <laughs> It's a slow one. It's yeah, slow. That is slow. That's a bad one, actually. I don't like that one, but I love that Dale got in touch. And uh, keep those coming. Uh, your Anzac Bridge songs, we love to hear from you right here on RML. Hi, I'm Kath Bromley, and welcome to Ladies We Need to Lipo. Ladies We Need to Lipo, coming June 12th on the ABC Listen app. Excited for that one. June 12th, Ladies We Need to Lipo. It's looking at the underbelly, I believe, and the dark side of the cosmetic beauty industry. Uh, you think you look at the primped and preemed people on the billboards and on the television commercials. What lies beneath that? Mm. I'm telling you, a lot of chimpanzees on life support. Mitch... Had this off-center experience on the weekend. Mm. Oh, joining, so, us, joining us now. Joining actually, yeah. So we've been teeing up this the whole show. So co-host Mitch, he's been holding down the home floor because I think he's nursing a bit of a headache. Uh, he experimented with soft center over the weekend. Sounded pretty cool. Mitch, you're with us on the phone here, mate. Hey guys, yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> good, thanks. Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, so, oh, Mitch, cool. 
We've been dying to hear about it all morning. How was your soft centre experience uh, over the weekend on Saturday? Yeah, well, it was pretty interesting. So um, over the weekend, as you might have heard, um, I tried the new Pizza Hunt soft serve soft centre range. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but I am more of a Domino's fan myself, so um, I came into this experiment uh, with, with a bit of hesitation. Um, but, you know, I'm always a fan of trying something new, as you might have heard over the previous months, um, my experiences on the show. Um, but I did feel a bit sort of out of depth uh, in, in Pizza Hunt. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the experience, that was interesting. Uh, these were the options in the uh, soft center range Sorry, the- at Pizza Hunt. So it's a Pizza Hunt soft center range, you're saying? Yeah, the soft center soft range. Soft range, okay. Um, glad you guys sent me uh, out to experience it. Um, I do have a bit to report back. So I got to try pretty much all of the soft center range menu, uh, including including the uh, creamy base. That was the um, that was probably the simplest one. It was pretty gross and uh, very wet, very creamy. Um, I got to try the Cheesy Max, which was a signature mix of mozzarella and triple creme brie. So um, that one was kind of hard to get down. And um, it still seems to be kind of bogged in my stomach uh, as of now, since Saturday. Uh, I got to try the raw dough pepperoni. Um, The meat was pretty raw, uh, if I'm honest, along with the dough. And the dough was very chewy. Uh, Probably got through about a slice of that one. And then uh, next up was the wet veggie mix. This one was... Absolutely awful. Uh, tasted like it had almost fermented. I might have just got a bad batch of the wet veggie mix um, on that day. But, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that one. And then lastly, probably my favorite was the Philadelphia sweet chili cream uh, pizza. That one, the, the, the Philly chili uh, cream was pretty nice. But, um, yeah, not really, it didn't really go with the pizza. So I mostly just pulled that sort of out of the dough and, uh, yeah, had the, the Philly chili. Um, so yeah, pretty gross overall, and not for everybody. And that was my uh, soft center experience at Pizza Hut. Wow, wow, that sounds pretty feral, Mitch. If I do yeah. say so myself. I don't know what they're thinking, putting this sort of range out there. But uh, good on you, Mitch, for braving it. That sounds really interesting. Your soft center experience. You're always out for an experimental time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun just getting to experiment with something new. <laughs> thanks so much, Mitch. Speak to you soon. See you guys. Image. Hey, Benny. If I should stay, I would only be in your Hi, I'm Kath Bromley. Join me as I explore the dark and twisted underbelly of the primped and preemed appearances. Behind every sparkling Instagram smile awaits a world of pain, or worse. Chimpanzees on life support. Hi, I'm Kath Bromley and welcome to Ladies We Need to Lipo. This is an ABC podcast premiering June 12th. Find it on the ABC Listen app.
Okay, now it's time for something a little bit different. If you've been listening to FBI over the past few days, you probably have heard of this one. But basically, there has been a bit of a problem on air with female presenters only gossiping about love interests on air, uh, specifically about male love interests. So yeah, we've all probably heard about this one in regards to movies. It's called the Brechtel Test. It essentially measures the equality of a movie in terms of female representation. So at the end of the movie, you sort of clock up how much sort of female uh, dialogue there is and what that dialogue sort of consists of. Mm-hmm. So uh, if that's to do specifically with like gossiping about male love interests, then the movie kind of fails the Brechtel test. It, mm-hmm. it, goes, it goes wrong. It goes off. It goes a bit off. <laughs> so essentially, you know, as I say, you probably heard this on other shows, but the Brechtel test has been something that we've been introducing on FBI on air. So just to... Keep that in tabs. So I've got nice sort of representation on there, right? So two female characters talking, not about a yeah, male. That's right. Yeah. So uh, it's sort of a it's a thing that we just have to go through here. So, so we the, actually test it. They've got software that does that. There's now? a software thing that we just have to. Wow. Press, yeah. It'll just run through. It'll just comb through the show, which is done. That's right. So it combs through the digital um, the entirety audio of the show, wave. the audio files, the wavelength for the show. Fuck. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. We have to complete it at the end of our show. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like, we submit that file. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And just that we've That's completed cool. it. So let's go. Dancing Brackdale test. Brackdale test initiated. Commencing Brackdale test. Is that meant to happen? I think it's just scrubbing through the oh, okay. program. Nah, this doesn't sound right, actually. Nah, that sounds like there's an issue. So, do you reckon you could just go and ask the program director to come and have a conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think there's something wrong. Maybe okay. we tripped it or something. Uh, so, take a mic with you as well. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sophie. Sorry about this, guys. Uh, we should be able to hear her when she goes out there. Okay. When she turns it on. Jesus, that's still going. Yeah. That's not good. Sorry about this, everybody. This is so fucked. It's, it's like really, broken. It's really broken. Okay. So still, it's, is it scrubbing or broken? Yeah, sorry, do you reckon you could help me with something in the studio? Yeah, sure. Whoa. Oh, so if it worked, so Sophie, it's good now. It's all good. You don't need to bring me. You don't need. You don't need to bring me in. It's all good. What? No, all it's good. It's all Mia. good. Thanks. Thank you. All good. Thanks, Mia. She's already yeah. gone. Is it? That was it. You, all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all good. good. I think. Oh. I think uh, it's whatever you did out there, it worked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. No worries. Okay, <laughs> uh, we're so sorry. We ran out of time. We can't get to Kid Pranos today. Oh Next shit. Next week. Oh, something to look forward Next to. Next week. Yeah, Kid exactly. Pranos. Exactly. Hey, Sophie Gordon, thanks so much for being with us. No worries. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you, Bernie Bolton. Actually, might have been all mine, but that's all, all good. <laughs> My name is Robbie Armfield, and thank you, Mitchell JT. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> you can listen back to this show on the podcast, Robbie's Modern Life. And we'll be back live in the hot seat, Monday, midday till 1 p.m. Public holiday rates. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey.